Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lou. Make sure you visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Not a matter of if, a matter of when you're going to need that oil change and those tire service. So make sure you get that taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. And welcome in. Uh, It's good to be here on the show that's finally uh, working for us. I, I feel like some people probably have like notifications on and they're wondering why we've started this show four different times yeah. today. Mike Tip is live. Mike Tip is live. Mike Tip is live. It's like uh, we're the perfect Twitter meme of like Mike up and technical difficulties and then like the handshaking meme. Like that is that is uh-huh. us perfectly. It's like well, how can we struggle to start the show one more time in a different way? Which we got it. We finally figured it out. Sometimes <laughs> Uh, it's the simplest solution. Turn it off, turn it back on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll, it will work. Uh, we are going to preview uh, the big game, as it's called. Preview the Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl this week. Uh, talk about some streaming. Talk about CBS. And maybe even go with our segment, Homers, because the Royals actually made news uh, this week. And what's great is that I have in-laws now. They were talking about the Royals this week. But the royal family, I guess something happened with that. And I was like, guys, I, I'm i not going to talk to you about that today. Yeah. <laughs> We've got some bigger news with the royals. Maybe we'll get to that one later, though. Uh, let's do start with the Chiefs and the 49ers. Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. I know a lot of people have been talking about, like, is it good to have a game in Las Vegas? Is it not? Look, people are going to bet on this game regardless of where it's played. So I don't have a problem with this game being played in Las Vegas whatsoever. Yeah, and I think Vegas, you know, you hear Travis and Jason talk about it on their podcast. I think it was a clip that came out of just how well everything's been handled and done while being in Vegas. And, you know, they both made the comments like Vegas is made for these type of moments, these type Mm -hmm. of atmospheres. Vegas is the convention mecca of the world as well. I know a lot of people in the area like to think Indianapolis – they do hold a ton of conventions. That's great. But, I mean, any major indus- industry type of convention or get-together or whatnot is done and hosted in Vegas. And so they are primed and ready to execute this. And I think it's been very smooth for everybody uh, except maybe the 49ers who have had <laughs> yes. issues with their practice field quality. And uh, apparently a fire alarm went off super early in the morning for them today. So they have been – somewhat dealing with a rough week in that sense. And I think there was a Kansas City Chiefs player, and Melo, I don't know if you saw this, got attacked by a coyote. Um, he was a Chiefs player. I think it was. And the reason I think that is because we kind of saw the the news come out of there was a player that got attacked by a coyote. But the Chiefs did a special little like question with the players of having someone go around and ask other teammates of like, hey, if a player was to get attacked by a coyote, who do you think it would be? And Joshua Williams, the corner, was the one asking the questions. And you could kind of tell some of the players were like, 
it was you. Like, I don't know who else to pick. Like, we, we know it was. And I think he asked Creed Humphrey. Creed Humphrey's like, I mean, it's a good thing that Coyote didn't pick me because that Coyote would be dead. And then he asked someone else, and was like, who would, like, what does the name of the player's name start with? And they were like, they looked at him and they go, Jay. And he's like, oh, man. You could just, he was like, oh, they know. I didn't see that. I saw the, like, reports of, like, one of the players, or I think it might have even said, like, an NFL player visiting Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, which made it sound like not someone playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But it's wild. We talked about, I think it was last week, we talked about how just wild our social media is, which mm-hmm. now I like to just, some of the videos I see, I share. And I'm like, look at how ridiculous this one is. Yeah, the one you, <laughs> the one you did share, uh, what a start to the day. <laughs> Talk yeah, right? about knocking your socks off. <laughs> it's 6 a.m. You want to watch this guy get blown to bits? Uh, here, So, s- keeping with our Instagram theme and coyotes, this morning, maybe yesterday morning, I saw Instagram because now I'm a sucker for it. I go to Instagram Reels, uh-huh. and I see a picture. It's not. It's a reel, but it was just a picture with a sound to it. And it's a coyote carrying around a dead baby. Like That's a, a what's baby? showing... Yeah, a real life human baby. <laughs> oh my gosh! Right, this is like a third world country. Like, what? Why am I seeing this? What? Yeah, that's <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I see a dead deer every now and again, but like that, like that. Okay. Uh huh. And <laughs> then also on Instagram, I keep seeing getting coyotes on their land, and then they're going out with night mm-hmm. vision. And scopes, and just picking them off. Some like that's some of those a pretty cool, cool video. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it looks like they're shooting through like all these trees or whatnot. And this coyote's just kind of roaming around, like, man, I'm about to eat this sheep, like whatever. Yep. Like the last one I saw, it had it by the throat, and the sheep is just not. <laughs> I moving. saw the same one. Someone, <laughs> someone's in the comments of like that sheep was standing still because he knew he had a six covered or something like that. But the coyote's like, I think I got it. He's like, Phew, coyote down, and the sheep just like. <laughs> Kind of does like a little head flip of like, see ya. <laughs> you uh-huh. gone? Yeah. It's like the old, it's the old cartoons. Like the coyote thinks he wins. Boom. Anvil. No, you did not win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you think you're going to catch me? No, I painted the side of this mountain <laughs> to look like an opening. Uh, yeah. That's what's going on with coyotes on Instagram too. Anyway, back to football. Uh, yeah, the Super Bowl. <laughs> there is a football game being played. Not in Las Vegas, too. You mentioned the, the practice field. I, I'll try to be as unbiased as I can. I just don't understand why this is such an issue. I, I get you want to have a good playing surface, and you don't want anyone to get hurt, but they're like, oh, it's too soft. I, as long as nobody's getting hurt and you can get a good practice in, are, is that what we're really like yeah. complaining about? Like Last year, even, uh, people were complaining about the grass on the field. It just... It feels like this is becoming a narrative every year where we're going to complain about the field surface. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's something I've noticed this week that I've not seen or heard about is the playing surface of the field. Uh, Are they playing on grass that has been used before, or is this another one of these specialty blend grasses Mm -hmm. that we've saved to use until the Super Bowl? Like, why? Again, why would you do that in Arizona? But... Who knows? Maybe everything's set and primed and ready for Vegas, and I hope so. And I do hope there's no issues with the field in terms of sliding or anything like that because I don't want to hear those excuses because I do think this is going to be a uh, a very fun football game. And if I'm being completely honest with you, I don't know who comes away with a victory. 
because leading up to the three weeks, I've been very uh, vocal with you about it, especially of like, just dude, I, I can see them just losing this game. And I think we've kind of agreed with it as well. And then when I find out it was the Niners in the Super Bowl, my thought, like just confidence was through the roof all of a sudden. Like oh, really? the Niners like let's let's go. Niners mm-hmm. run a, a you know his own defense. Mahomes is going to pick that apart. The the other teams have shown through the playoffs that you can run on the Niners defense. Mm-hmm. You know you can kind of exploit that. And then also the the Lions were able to just kind of slow down the running game of the Niners a little bit by shutting them down from running the ball outside, and it kind of took away their play action bootlegs that they love to run. Mm-hmm. So confidence through the roof on that. And then I really kind of started thinking about it of the Niners are just going to continue to do what they do in Brock Purdy. Like the pass rush, he I just I'm worried in the sense of he's just going to make the right play again and again and again and again, and he's just going to be death by a thousand paper cuts. And this yeah. Chiefs defense, we're not going to see the pass rush, we're not going to get to see the corners be fantastic because Purdy's just going to be like, okay, the first three's not there, I'm getting him to McCaffrey, he's going to get make a guy miss on the flight, and boom, there he goes. And I just think that can be the story of the game, and you're just waiting for Kansas City to, to get a stop and make a play, and you just can't because the Niners are finding ways to just take care of the football and not make mistakes. But at the same time, Patrick Mahomes is on the other side of the field. Yeah. It is crazy too, because I think a lot of people who are watching the Super Bowl are going to immediately think like the big part of the game is going to be the chiefs offense versus that 49ers defense. I actually think it's the flip. I think the strength of the Kansas city chiefs is their defense. And I think the strength of the San Francisco 49ers is their offense, even though mm-hmm. the I feel like the narrative is flipped on that. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is going to play a, a role in that, but I really think that this Chiefs defense has been carrying them all season long. And yes. uh, Mahomes had a good game. He's he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. I'm not trying to obviously talk shit on him, but I do think that this defense is going to have to win this game for him and limit this really good 49ers offense. I think the Chiefs. We'll be able to run on the 49ers defense, but it's going to be uh, those those skill position players that they have in San Francisco. Brock Purdy, just he, he's a good quarterback. I'm, I'm not trying to take anything away from him yeah. either. He made it to the Super Bowl. It's pretty easy, or at least maybe I should say it's really nice to be able to dump the ball off to Christian McCaffrey, to Debo Samuel, to Brandon Ayuk, to George Kittle, yeah. and to have that offensive line. Like Their offense is loaded with talent. And so, like, good for Brock Purdy. I mean, he gets to play in that offense. We've seen Patrick Mahomes and other quarterbacks benefit from being in good offenses. Yep. But to me, that's, the like, the game within the game to watch is, okay, how well is this Chiefs gonna, defense going to play against, the, like, some of the best skill position players I've ever seen on one team? Yeah. And that was the thing we thought, too, when the Niners traded for Christian McCaffrey. And last year we just didn't get to see it because Brock Purdy got hurt in the NFC Championship game. This year, we've we've got to see it. You know what I mean? He's had some rough games. Some of those mistakes that were made aren't necessarily his fault. Like, yeah, the turnovers were present and kind of the the, the reason for the loss there. I'm specifically saying the, the Baltimore Ravens game for the Niners where he had four interceptions. You get hit as you throw, you know, a drop pass, the ball gets tipped at the line of scrimmage, interceptions are going to happen. It wasn't like he was just making bad decisions or forcing the ball somewhere. He was just running the offense. You know, you don't want to say managing, but he was just doing his job. And bad things just kind of happen. So I think that's also a learning point for the Niners and for Brock Purdy. And I don't think that's going to be an issue this week. I I hope, I hope it is. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I want to see George Karloftis get a sack. I want to see Chris Jones get a sack. I have bets on those. You know, I got him for uh, over half a sack. So, you know, maybe they meet Purdy at the same time, sandwich him, 
They both get half a sack. I get That's my push. money. We're rolling. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're freaking loving it. Um, but it's still, it's just kind of like one of these things where I look at the Niners and I look at the Chiefs, and what you said is it's going to be the Niners offense versus Chiefs defense. And I think it was Sims that said it earlier in the week uh, that it's going to be between Shanahan and Spags. Like, who can beat who? Who can out-scheme who? And that is my concern with it is that Spags loves to be aggressive uh, in blitz, and Brock Purdy's smart enough to see that blitz and know who to get the ball to, and he's got guys to get rid of the ball to. Yeah. And, uh, Shanahan is, has done a wonderful job, too. Spags, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, uh, has just been putting on like an MVP performance, especially in the playoffs with how well he is doing, too. I'm sure you saw this too. There's reports today of like Eric Bieniemy showing up for the AFC Championship game and and talking to the Chiefs. Um, judging by your face, you have you've not seen this. Did not see that at all. <laughs> they said Eric, Eric Bieniemy is in the building. Eric Bieniemy was there for the AFC Championship game, and they talked about how players were like lighting up to see him and like, oh my gosh, like the guy is back. I, I think they're setting up to bring him back Ooh. in some kind of role or capacity. It's like the freaking crusty crab recipe, you know what I mean? That secret ingredient you've been waiting for. Freaking Eric Bieniemy, baby. <laughs> we've been just missing like Nagy's just been trying to figure it out. We've got a little bit of a dash of it here, a little bit you know, why is it spicy? It's cuz it's not Eric Bieniemy. That's why Nagy, you don't have a cooking idea. Eric Bieniemy back in the building for this. I am excited and through the roof for that. <laughs> I can tell. I did not <laughs> like, know. These guys no mistakes from the offense then. <laughs> right, it's like as soon as he walks in the door, it's like playtime's over. <laughs> they just start drops. saluting, like, <laughs> "Oh shit, yes sir." <laughs> uh huh. Like guys are playing pool and they just drop the pool stick. Like, uh huh. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, he's back. <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah, you thought Dad was gone. He's back. And maybe it will be good for the Chiefs too. And you know, for Andy Reid, obviously he's going to play a huge role in this. And even looking at both coaches, it's like, who would you want in the Super Bowl? Andy Reid has been here. He's won it before. But I think Kyle Shanahan is like right there on the same tier oh, as wow. Andy Reid. And this is his third Super Bowl. Like, man, you lose three. That's tough. Like, I feel bad for you if you lose three. Yeah. But he's well, second the, the, as a head coach, right? Two yes. with the 49ers and then the blowout yep. loss with the Falcons as often 28 to three. Yep. Yep. Which everyone blamed the offense because they just. They wouldn't kill the clock. You know what I mean? They wouldn't try and yeah. kill the clock. They just hurry up, call play, and then nothing happened, and everyone put the blame on them. But my other thought with this, too, and I saw it on Get Up uh, earlier in the week from Mike Greenberg. I don't know if you've seen this, Melo. Mahomes has the opportunity to be immortal in history, um, just an absolute legacy type of game because he will join the list, and there's no current NFL players on it, that within the first seven years of their career – they have two MVPs and three championships. Joe DiMaggio's on this list. Oh, uh, Stan Musel's on the list. Wow. Larry Bird's on the list. Um, I think Bill Russell was on the list. But mm -hmm. there are no NFL players. And there was another baseball and another hockey player. But it was kind of one of those deals of that's, that's incredible if mm -hmm. Mahomes and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. It's kind of wild how much the NFL has changed over the last uh, 20 years. But yeah. It used to be you would have guys like Bill Russell who dominated a sport or Michael Jordan who dominated a sport, but you never saw that in the NFL. And I think, at least when I was younger, they used to say, like, well, because of the salary cap, it's very difficult to keep these guys around yep. to keep repeating. But obviously, we watched the Patriots do it, 
And I think we're watching the Kansas City Chiefs do it uh, right now, too, where they are sustaining this kind of dominance and this run where they are able to repeat. Uh, and I don't think that it's just, you know, Patrick Mahomes dominating. Like, teams figured out how to manipulate the salary cap. I, I, like, for the first 20 years of it, people didn't know what to do. I guess the first 10 years of it, people didn't know how to deal with the salary cap and free agency. Now they've kind of learned to where you know, we are seeing these dynasties pop up. Where, in, as in baseball, obviously there's not a salary cap. In basketball, it's a little bit looser. But you still te- you see these teams dominate and have multiple dynasties where you didn't really have that in the NFL. To where it's like, if you win two Super Bowls, you're a dynasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you win two, make it to three. And we're like, Ooh, we're going to talk about you guys forever. But we are starting yeah. to see it more and more. And maybe, you know, for Kyle Shanahan, too, he hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. But, I mean, the narrative four years ago on Andy Reid was, can he win the big game? Can yeah. he do it? He someone didn't. else has got to carry that role. You know what I mean? Someone yeah. you got to someone you got to pass the torch for that next person as well. Yeah, I mean, even like uh, you know Peyton Manning early in his career, mm-hmm. he couldn't uh, couldn't win a Super Bowl, couldn't win a playoff game. I feel like that's been passed on to Lamar Jackson. Like we don't really even say it about Josh Allen, but it's like, oh, Lamar Jackson can't do it. Yep. Um, so yeah, we're just passing that torch on. As far as score predictions go, what are you predicting for the score of the Super Bowl? Yeah, so I've been carrying this role uh, as a Chiefs fan on doubting them and thinking they were going to lose and betting the spread of the other team while also throughout this entire playoff run betting the over of rushing yards for Brock Purdy and the over (laughs) rushing yards of Patrick Mahomes. And I promise you all three of those bets have been made. (laughs) Knocking on wood, I I have not jinxed them. But I, have was, predicted. I think it was the first time they played in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, the over-under on rushing yards was like 44 or something yeah. like that. And he had it. He'd hit the over. Mm-hmm. But then they started taking the kneel down, and he hit the under on the rushing yards. So that's something you got to be beat. careful to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that happened to me in the – I think it was the Bills game, actually. No, it would have been a – it was a Ravens game. Because they were taking knees. I think they took two knees at the end. And it was like, okay, well, Mahomes ended up with like 12 rushing. And so that was kind of one of those deals. You're like, well, all right, sick. He mm-hmm. wouldn't have got it anyways because it was 26 and a half. I think it's 26 and a half for this anyways. Um, but my score prediction here, and I'm just rolling with it. And uh, the score is 35 to 17 is what I have predicted. Mm-hmm. With who winning? Not answering that part. <laughs> that part I'm not jinxing. I'll say my bets. I'll say what I've made, and I'll keep it at that. Mm-hmm. But I do think anytime touchdown, Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, both of them. Yep, that's two touchdowns right there. So exactly. But I also have two touchdowns: one for Christian McCaffrey, and uh, who was the other one? I think George Kittle. I think was it. You're just going with the stars. Oh, the shine brightest in the big stage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In the I big think we're going to see a big game from Isaiah Pacheco. It, it's Here's the thing with the Chiefs, though. A big game from Isaiah Pacheco could be 80 yards and like one, maybe two touchdowns. Yeah, but, receiving and rushing. I mean, I think he could have a big game. Um, my other thought with this is, is because the Niners run that zone coverage, right? Um, and they leave their, their corners in, uh, sometimes in one-on-one situations. That's just kind of how they function this season. 
that we're going to see a lot of quick plays from the Chiefs in terms of passing. Um, the receivers, you're not going to see a lot of downfield stuff, but this means like this is a big game for Travis Kelsey. And it's Peter Schrader for Good Morning Football. He predicted a Chiefs-Niners Super Bowl. He came out and said Trent McDuffie, second-year corner, gets a pick six, helps seal the victory for the Chiefs. But when he took his jacket off, he was wearing a Kelsey jersey. And I do think Kelsey winning the MVP would be an awesome just cap to his career if the thought of retirement is truly there for him and his brother to go out at the same time and the idea of him and Taylor Swift getting engaged yeah. this offseason. I don't think he's going to propose on the Super Bowl. That would be corny and absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but in his terms, electric. You know, But <laughs> it's just kind of like if Travis Kelsey has a big game and he's got over 100 receiving yards and two touchdowns, mm-hmm. He's going to get the MVP. You know what I mean? Like, that's just going to yeah. be incredible. And Rasheed Rice, he's had a solid year. The Chiefs are going to find ways to get him the ball. But I don't think it's going to be a big play. I think it's going to be one of those screens or whatnot kind of in the red zone that he's able to fight through contact and score. Um, and I think the Niners are put in a tough spot where it's, okay, we're down big. we got to start throwing the football. And that's when the Chiefs are going to be able to take advantage with their blitzes. And we're not going to be able to see the Niners mm-hmm. run the ball like they really want to to get their offense going. It feels like over the last couple of years, too, they're trying to, maybe not trying to, but they want the Stars to win that MVP. Mm-hmm. Like even like Patrick Mahomes, he's won two now. The first time they played, um, it, it was last year. He threw for like 180 yards. Yeah. Uh, maybe that one should have went to someone else. Uh, Cooper Cup, I think Aaron Donald maybe should have won it. Um, but it does yeah, feel I mean, like yeah, they're they... trying to get the superstars that trophy, which... I really, it doesn't bother me. Um, I am here for all of the Taylor Swift stuff. I, I still love it. I know a lot of people are upset. I don't care. I'm also here for the halftime show, which is Usher. Um, not enough people talking about that this week. Yeah, I at all. <laughs> like, nobody. Everyone's like, is Taylor going to make it to the game? I was like, are you guys not ready for the the real halftime performance of Usher, mm-hmm. but then Melo singing the, the album <laughs> yeah. Confessions word for word? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've been looking thing. forward to doing the podcast this week <laughs> so I could just hear your true excitement in that. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like last year everyone kept talking about Rihanna. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this halftime show is going to be great. I haven't heard much about Usher, and that's a real shame is what that is. Because I am – this is the most excited I've maybe ever been for a, a halftime show. <laughs> when they did Dr. Dre and Snoop and Eminem, did I was pretty excited yeah. about that one too. But this one I think I'm even more excited about but I, I should probably also give my uh, score prediction uh, and I'm going back to an episode of Hard Knocks um, early before the season started we had Hard Knocks they were following the Jets mm-hmm. and they brought in that guy I don't know what he is he's like a mind reader he's, legitimately it's creepy I don't know what he is but he's weird and I'm about it and I went to a psychic years ago and she read me like a book so I don't know how they make this work. It might be of the devil, but it's real. It's legit. I'm in on this. That guy asked McCole Hardman, who are you playing in the Super Bowl this year? And he said the 49ers. They asked what the score would be. They said 31-21. I think this motherfucker knew, McCall Hardman, I'm going to bring you up here because you will be playing in the Super Bowl, but it will not be for the New York Jets. You will be playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. I just can't say that on Hard Knocks in front of the whole Jets organization. So I am just stealing that score. 
31-21. I think the Chiefs win. I don't know how these people do it with the tarot cards and the palms, but I'm telling you, if you've never done it, it's it is legit. <laughs> I believe that it will happen. It is. It is terrifying. <laughs> it is so accurate that it is terrifying. Like even one of the things. This is too much information. One of the things that this psychic told me is that I would get married again. And I'm like, no, lady. Like, obviously, you don't know anything about me because I'm never getting married again. And, like, even she's telling me this, and I'm making faces like, you're wrong. (laughs) This is not me. She's like, you're also, you'll meet your wife in August. Guess what I did? (laughs) Got remarried. Met my wife in August. This lady told me it like years ago. That's just one of the many things that the psychic was right. I didn't know the August part. I remember yeah. you mentioning the remarried and you were like, that's just not going to happen. That's so stupid. Uh-huh. But also told me like you will meet your next wife in August. So when it's, it's just weird. But I'm a believer. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Maybe if they, if this Maybe score is 31-21 Chiefs, that is – terrifying oh terrifying yeah for real like i don't even i will be happy for a little bit but i will also be nervous if we're late in the fourth quarter and it's 31 to 21 i don't that's just that's you might as well turn the game off you already know it's final score nothing else is gonna happen (laughs) why even watching on sunday we know (laughs) what the score is gonna be Uh, i will tell you one of the things i will be watching and enjoying i always enjoy the snacks of the Mm. super bowl yes sir and some of the things that i look forward to are the meat and veggie trays. Some of you call this charcuterie. I, I don't care what you call it. I love it. You can even buy the, the meat and cheese trays I know from like Walmart. Oh, yeah. We are a generation that were raised on Lunchables, and we've just brought that to the table now as charcuterie. <laughs> uh, call it what you want. Call it Lunchables. Call it adult Lunchables. I don't care. I love that stuff. <laughs> Give me some meat, cheese, crackers, and veggies. I will snack on it all night long. What else What else do you want brought to the table in terms of Super Bowl snacks, though? I'm a sucker for soft pretzels. Uh, you can buy those at Walmart, too. They're like $3 mm-hmm. for a box. Uh, me and my youngest daughter, can. it's like a competition to see who can eat all of them first. <laughs> Big time. I'm a sucker for soft pretzels. You can get them at Sam's, the ones at Sam's Club. Mm-hmm. Well, some of the best soft pretzels I've ever had. Uh you got yourself a little bit of a, a specialty dish, though. The Little Smokies. God. I love Every it. fantasy draft, Little Smokies. They're so easy, too, which is why I always joke on that. Like, this is what I'm bringing. So easy. So good. But the thing is, is, like, I might actually, because I'm going to a separate Super Bowl party, mm-hmm. I might do that and just be like, these are Mellow's Little Smokies. Like, I'm just going to yeah. name them. I'm bringing Mellow's. And they're like, What? <laughs> Uh-huh. Act like, like there's like some secret recipe that I have yep. that's not just little smokies and barbecue <laughs> sauce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that legitimately yeah. all it is? That's it. That's all that they are. I, I get little smokies and they're usually the uh uh the the cheese filled one. There's so they're like cheddar little smokies. Uh-huh. Just lather those bad boys up with some sweet baby rays and let them cook for like two hours <laughs> and then you're good to go. Okay, send me the exact brands of what you buy, like just what they look like, because that's all I'm going to look at. Yeah, I'll and I'm just going to grab my them. Walmart cart. Out of boy. 
Appreciate you. Uh, for me, my Super Bowl snacks, I am big on just, just the basic necessities of, it, of a, any type of party that you're going to have. Pizza, uh, the meat and cheese tray like you had mentioned, cookies. I freaking love cookies. My buddy's wife makes homemade cookies. Your wife actually makes really, really good homemade cookies that um, – Still savoring over it. Actually, right now my mouth is literally watering <laughs> thinking about them. But homemade cookies are always great. And then uh, another thing that I really like that a lot of people don't do well when they make it, but when you do do it right, it's absolutely fantastic, and that is buffalo dip. And I know some people are like, how in the world can you mess up buffalo dip? Trust me, some people can, but the people oh, yeah. that don't, I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. I've ran into too many bad dips that I usually – I'm also really weird. Uh, I don't like to eat things. The other people have made i've got a really like there's a level of trust for me if i'm gonna eat something that you've made you're gonna um, have to earn it <laughs> yeah like i've got to know you for a while uh we've been talking a lot like my wife's uh like her friends were going to her friend's house it's like it took me a minute to be like eh, i'll eat here or her parents house they're actually both phenomenal cooks but there it took me a minute to be like I'm comfortable eating here. I don't I think I realize like, that about you. Oh, I – there are some people where I just don't – I won't eat their stuff. Or even at work events, if they do like a potluck, I rarely eat the potluck because I need to know who made the dish. <laughs> I'm not I'm not judging this competition because I don't <laughs> know who did what, and I know it's not going to be good, so I'm out. Right? Imagine how hard it was for me when I did that Johnsonville brat <laughs> competition. Yes. <laughs> Like two complete strangers <laughs> off the streets in Atlanta. But it was a professional level cook-off, so I <laughs> right. think you were in safe uh-huh. hands, but yeah. Yes, but there was even a, that. That was so a cool. minute of like, do I really want to do this? Like, I don't know these people. What if it's something spicy? What if it's like I have a food allergy that I didn't know about? There's... What if they have cats? That's always a big one for me. Yeah, but then you look over and it's, it's Sean Alexander and you don't have a choice. <laughs> right? You better eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Me, Sean Alexander, and some weirdo that won cornhole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big boy. Yeah. What a panel. <laughs> in Atlanta, Georgia, of all it's like, all right, cool, this is what we're doing. Mercedes Benz <laughs> stadium in the background looking sharp. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. We had a nice crowd out there for that one though. I we remember did. um some great Georgia fans. Yeah. <laughs> How Ooh. do I say this? Yeah, I don't know if you got someone in the room with you and you can't say it. I'll say it. Them Georgia girls knew football and they were hot. Yes. I mean, you throw in that Georgia yeah. accent, know it ball. Ooh, and yep. That was a good time. Very nice. SEC championship. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that I'm not looking forward to with the Super Bowl, though, um, is that this game is on CBS. And I've been podcasting for years now. I can't stand Tony Romo. We've talked, mm-hmm. We talk about it all the time. I pat myself on the back about this one too much. I was out on this guy from the jump. I, just, I did not like the way that he called the games. And he's getting progressively worse as time goes on. That Now I even see reports of like peop, other people uh, dissatisfied with the way that he calls games. Uh, where he's, he's getting a lot of flack for it. So I... I hate that this game is on CBS. I love Jim Nance as my dilemma. I think he does an outstanding job, but, man, I still cannot stand Tony Romo. I think if you're CBS, you look at this and say, 
Tony, we're done with you. We're going to go get Greg Olson. If Tom Brady exactly. is really going to be taking that number one spot on Fox, mm-hmm. Greg Olson's available. Go get him. Because Greg Olson and Jim Nance would be, mm-hmm. I mean. And I like Kevin Burkhart, too, who works yes, with Greg Olson. Yep. I think he's done a great job. I'm sure that he has some kind of big contract with Fox. But I agree 100%. If you're CBS, you almost have to look at it as like, let's cut our losses with Tony Romo. Or I don't know what his contract situation is like. I think it's a big one. But Greg Olson is, I think he's the best color guy for the NFL. He yep. does such a good job of quickly explaining what is going on on the field. He's not trying to do that weird, like, I'm going to predict things. He's not trying to be too funny like we see with RG3. Like, yep. He is the perfect blend of, I can be funny, I can be entertaining, but I'm also going to be informative. It's genuine, and that's what I like about it the most. Yep. Um, and the other thing here with this, uh, the Super Bowl being on CBS – Here's my pattern with the Kansas City Chiefs and my other and last concern with this football game. The Chiefs' free agency heading into that first Super Bowl that they won against the Niners. They went and got a free agent safety that formerly played for the Houston Texans. That next year, they won the Super Bowl. They go back to the Super Bowl that next year with that same safety from the Houston Texans being on the team. They lose. That game was aired on CBS, and the Chiefs lost 31-9. to mm-hmm. That gap year, the Chiefs didn't make the Super Bowl – Year before, they went and got a free agent safety in Justin Reed from the Houston Texans. They go to the Super Bowl and win last year on Fox, which is also what the <laughs> Chiefs-Niners Super Bowl was the first time. Then they Uh-oh. came in the next year. Here we are. Chiefs won it against the Eagles last year. Coming to this season, games on CBS. Second year with that safety from the Houston Texans that you got in free agency. Tony Romo's on the call. Last time, Chiefs were blown out 31-9 to against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. I predicted a score of 35-17. to 17. You predicted a score that number 31 sticks out a little bit more now in terms of the 31-9 Chiefs didn't score. But if it's 31-21 here, Chiefs on CBS. Mahomes is the breaker of curses. I'll give him that. But a little bit of a pattern I just can't overlook. I'm not a have little you, stitious. I've, I've wanted to tag you or send it to you so many times, but I just I keep forgetting. It's the Taylor Swift Super Bowl oh. stuff. Brother, I've seen that. So, like, and I've watched every yeah. single one, just looking for all these different inklings with it. Like uh-huh. the flight from Tokyo to the, to Vegas being thirteen hours. That one like solidified mm-hmm. it for me, right? Because it's fit, usually the, it's twelve and a half, but with yep. customs, they're like oh, it's going to take thirteen hours. And, and Taylor here's Swift's the other favorite thing number is thirteen. With it is that this Super Bowl fifty eight legendary number for the Chiefs and Derek Thomas today is the twenty fourth year anniversary of his passing uh, in that car accident that took his life. Norma Hunt passed away this year. Lynn Dawson passed away last year before the season. Chiefs go on to win the Super Bowl. You saw the special <laughs> huddle that they did at the start of the season. Maybe they end it this year because last year they had to end on a, a game-winning field goal against the Eagles. Norma Hunt passes away this offseason heading into it. There's just a lot of things that line up for the Chiefs to win. and You can kind of pay uh, an omen to, to the, the, the legends that have passed for your organization, a team that's special. I'm a big believer in that. Also, today is Kobe Bryant Day, so RIP to him as well. <laughs> today is Kobe Chiefs. Bryant Day? Yeah. I thought he died in January. He died in January, but today being 2-8-24, the, oh, ra- the, the Lakers are wearing their Mamba black jerseys. <laughs> or their black Mamba jerseys. Oh, okay. Me. Yeah, that one. I get it now. Yeah, 2-8-24. Yeah. I was like, he died in January. I remember that very very vividly and then his birthday <laughs> vividly yeah oh i do i was honestly i was wrecked like i i did not take that 
news well. Like, yeah. I don't even know why. Like I was a Kobe fan. I did not take that news well. I was. I, was I didn't upset believe about it. it. Like I was just like, Dad, he jumped out. Like you know what I mean. He didn't die. Like mm-hmm. he landed on his feet and walked away with him and his daughter. Yeah. Sorry about it. He was a superstar. Yeah, yeah, there's no way he would die. So okay, yeah. But I knew that his birthday is in like August. I think it might be August 25th, and because then a lot of people do like the Kobe Day, like August 24th, 824. Yeah. I did not put this one together with two 824. I was even looking at the date on my computer, being like, it's February 8th. I he died in January. I know it did. <laughs> yeah. But all right, yeah, Kobe Bryant Day. I do. I think of you, and I think of LeBron James, and being like, yeah, you know, Kobe Bryant is here with us when he won his championship with the Lakers. That bubble, get that bubble year with the shot clock with Anthony Davis in the game winner. Yeah, that yeah. still gets me. Uh huh. Yeah. So we'll see if maybe Chris Jones can channel his inner Derek Thomas, or if Derek Thomas will. Let's go, baby. George call office. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm, give it to me. Yeah. Go Chiefs. Uh, last thing uh, that I did want to talk about is this new streaming service that might come up. Um, Gosh, ESPN, yes. Fox, and Warner Brothers, who that's the the parent company, I believe, for TNT, are all going to start one app together for on uh, for streaming sports which sounds like it is great and i think a lot of sports fans probably see this and like yes this is awesome uh, i don't want to speak for you but i think we probably have the same opinion this is awful that i yeah. hate that there is another app that there is another streaming service and i will go ahead and say it too i pay for espn plus it is the worst app that i yes. have Yep. I cannot stand ESPN Plus. I go to read articles when I pay for this service, and it will make me log in again, or it will say that I don't have access to ESPN Plus, and I go check, and I make sure I'm logged in, or if I want to watch something on the app, ESPN Plus. It never works. I cannot get this app to work, so I don't know why we're expecting like ESPN, Fox, and TNT to be like, yeah, we figured it out. This app is good. Pay us, and I even saw reports that it might be upwards of fifty dollars a month for this live sports app. Ain't gonna happen over here at the Miller household. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. That's just stupid. And ESPN, like you already have ESPN Plus with Disney Plus and Hulu. Yep. So does that go away, or is that included with it? Right. Oh, and Hulu it's like, has okay, live so sports. now we're gonna have these three: Hulu and Disney Plus. Yeah, let's Ooh. call this Direct TV. Exactly. Like, I mean, let's call this dish. Or, mm-hmm. I think it was you that just kind of cracked cable the joke one. last week. Or the, exactly. Yeah, well, just call it cable. Like, uh-huh. here, why don't you just go ahead and get cable, the newer version of it. We stream our cable now. Get Buy this package, and you get everything all in one place. We've just gone full circle. Like, you guys are idiots. You all got money hungry and was like, they're doing it. Why can't we do it? Okay, let's do it. And it's like, well. Where actually our numbers aren't growing anymore. Let's pair up. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we team together, we'll get everyone to come in. And it's just, it's just so stupid. Like business yes, people are the dumbest just... people on the freaking face of the planet. <laughs> Especially the TV ones. We we need one big company to buy up all of these services: Netflix, HBO, Amazon. It would probably be Amazon that buys mm-hmm. everyone out. Package it all together and give it to us in one subscription. Yep. Hey, we had it good, and, ladies and, and gentlemen. And we make ruined it affordable. It. Like, don't be charging one hundred seventy dollars for it. That's mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. Pair it all together. Charge eighty bucks. We'll stream it anywhere we want. Like, it's just mm-hmm. 
it's a basic necessity of life. We get all of our news from it. We get all of our information, you know, our enjoyment, our leisure time. Like all of it is tied to that. Why can't we just all be understanding, make mm-hmm. it affordable for everyone? We can watch it on any of our devices, whether we're home or not, and just have fun living life watching TV. Yeah, like in one person that I saw pointed out, like you can get all these games on YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. And YouTube TV really should sponsor this podcast because I do love it. And it is pretty – it's like 70 bucks a month, which is not bad. You can take it on any device that you want. It's not like Netflix that's going to lock you out and you can't have it anymore. It's like I'm a big fan of what YouTube TV is doing. I just wish that I could watch like Netflix shows with YouTube TV. Like, yeah. Like we used to be able to do with cable or direct TV or, or dish. So, yeah, we had it good. We ruined it. And I, I think that's hand up. That's partly my fault because I was one of those people who's like, this is stupid. Why are we paying $180 a month? I'll just pay for what I want to watch and be done with it. It's like, well, now I have <laughs> yeah. to pay for everything. <laughs> yeah, guess what? I want to watch it all because now we live in this society where people be like, did you watch this? Ah, no, I, I didn't. <laughs> but I'm going to because yeah. I'll pay for it all. And you get Except on TikTok Netflix. and someone's got part of a show on there and it's like, oh, I got to go watch this movie now. I've had so many movies happen uh-huh. that to me. Yeah. Um, all right. That's it for us uh, this week, though. We appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, very excited for the Super Bowl, obviously. It's, it's still it's, – it's crazy that the Chiefs are playing in it once again. And yeah. I, I hope that 49er fans feel that way too. Like, wow, we've – Really got something special here. Our team's making it again. Uh, it's bittersweet, though. This this means football watching is over, but that also means it's almost time to really start looking at um, the draft and yes. maybe maybe basketball and definitely uh, some baseball just right around the corner. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys. Uh, we'll be back at it again next week. We'll talk to you all then.